0: This is Brain Diet, episode 185 Four Things I Learned About Health from Working in the Modeling Industry. I love so much focusing on the food we feed our body, but I love even more focusing on the stuff we feed our brain. My name is Taylor Ann Macy, and I am a certified life coach. Welcome to Brain Diet, where we feed your brain the best information. What's up, everybody? Welcome to this episode of the podcast. Before we get into today's topic, which I'm really looking forward to talking about, I want to extend an invitation to get some free coaching from me. This is something that I have recently started in my business, where Inside my private Facebook group, it's called the Autoimmune Warrior Lifestyle, I am doing live coaching calls. These are free. They are for anybody to attend and participate in. They are essentially a way to get a little bit of help. If you are looking to get help, it's a way to get coaching, to kind of dip your feet into what it's like to be coached and what you can expect. And if you have followed me and maybe want to see a little bit more about what it looks like to work with me, then this would be a great place to do that. And if there's something that's been on your mind that you feel like you want help with, whether it's related to your health and fitness goals, whether it's related to your autoimmunity, whether it's related to something other than that, but you have just been interested in what it might look like to receive coaching in the way that I do it, this is going to be a great place to access this. So I am going to put a link in the show notes to join my free private Facebook group and all of the details about when I will be going live will be posted in there. And I think it's going to be really awesome. I'm really looking forward to connecting with more people in this way. Uh, One of my favorite things to do is coach. If I could just coach all day long, that's what I would do. And running a business, there are so many more moving parts. But the coaching part is something that I Love for so many reasons, and so if you have wanted to work with me, if you want to see what it's like, or if you just have something on your mind that you want to have some help working through, this is going to be the be the place to do it. So be sure to join that Facebook group uh, and look out for details about these live coaching calls that I'm going to be doing inside that group. Really looking forward to it. What we are talking about today are four things that I learned about health from working in the modeling industry. So I started modeling and acting, I would say, probably when I was 13 or 14. I had done a few commercials as a, as a young kid, and then I really developed an interest in it when I was about 13 or 14. And I modeled all the way through high school and through college, and I lived in LA and worked for a time and got a lot of exposure to the industry and was able to really learn a lot about myself and learn a lot about my capabilities and to really challenge myself in a way that you know, other jobs might not have challenged me particularly. And as I reflect on the years that I spent in that industry, and I I continued to model through college and kind of in the beginning of, of my marriage and uh I actually still do from time to time, but it's definitely not a priority. It's not something that I am actively pursuing. Um, and that's just due to everything else in my life. Having a husband, having children, having a business, having a lot of other things that I just want to put more effort into at this point in my life. And so I still have such a love for for the world and for, for that art and that craft. But what I want to talk about today is lessons relating to health that I have learned over the years of working with a lot of different people who might be very representative of the bodies that we are seeking of the the looks that we are pursuing media in general is often what we look to whether consciously or just subconsciously by how often we see it for what is acceptable and what is desirable physically with a way that a body looks and sometimes we might even go as far to look at certain bodies for inspiration to be like how do i want to look or what do i want to work toward And so because what we are seeing in mainstream media as well as on social media might influence so deeply how we feel about our own bodies and how we feel about our goals and how we set our goals, I wanted to share these four things that I learned about health from kind of being in the trenches and being on the shoots where we're shooting for something that's health promoting, if you will. And when I modeled for all those years I kind of it ran the spectrum in terms of what jobs I did I did a lot of basic catalog work catalog work which is um, you know mundane but there is a lot of that especially in Utah where I am I did a lot of high fashion stuff which was always really fun I did a lot of bridal stuff I did a lot of runway stuff runway was always my least favorite uh, for a variety of reasons but it was very exciting the actor in me the performer that you know loves the moment going on stage. I did love that part, but there are just a lot of other parts about runway that I didn't love. But the point is I did enough things over the course of a decade or so that I had a lot of exposure to large groups of people like runway. It's just a, a large group of, of models. Uh, and I also worked with a lot of smaller groups or, you know, intimate settings where it was just a few people or even just me, you know, and another photographer or whatever it might've been. And so I, I met a lot of people and I, I wouldn't trade that. I, I felt like it was so valuable and just helping me see a different part of the world that I, I didn't see otherwise and learned so many lessons. But that leads me to the first lesson in regarding to health that I learned that I think is a very important lesson to acknowledge and to really understand. It is that a body's appearance isn't an indication of health. And working with different models on different shoots, some of the most, quote unquote, desirable bodies, meaning some of the most beautiful by what society tells us bodies, were often the most unhealthy. Now, obviously, in the modeling community, there is a lot of disordered eating and even beyond that. And that's not really what I'm talking about. Uh, that's a whole a whole separate thing. But what I'm talking about is, is there were bodies that were these, quote unquote, desirable bodies, what people wanted to look like, but I saw how severely calorie restricted they were. I saw how their body looked one way, but their lifestyle habits did not align in terms of what you might think. You might think someone looks like that by working out and eating healthy and drinking their water and sleeping and all of the things. And very few models that had these bodies had those types of habits. Now, many did, and I don't want to discount that, but but for the majority of the time, the bodies that they were photographing, it wasn't an indication of actually how healthy they were. It was just based on how they looked. And because some of these people, their career depended upon how they looked, they even if they didn't have a full blown eating disorder, many did have a disordered relationship with food, and it was really interesting to to watch that and to see that in other in other people. And one of the things that came to mind as I was thinking about this is I just saw a clip from Miss Universe in 1997, and it was Miss USA who was uh, being asked a question, and the question was, if there were no rules in your life for one day and you can be totally outrageous, what would you do? And her response was, I would eat. I would eat all day. I would eat everything in the world, and I would eat everything twice. And she just kept going about how much she would eat. And the audience laughed at this as if it were kind of comical, and I, I suppose I can understand why you know, people are trying to make light of it. But I think it was such an unfortunate reflection of, of this lesson that I'm conveying here, this first one, is that... This supposedly most beautiful woman in the United States of America, who's competing to be the most beautiful woman in the entire universe, if you will, is restricting eating to the point where she's developed a little bit of an obsession with it. It sounded like, right? Now, I'm just taking one clip, and it could be taken out of context. But the fact that that was her answer, I think, is very telling. That this most desirable body was a body that didn't eat enough, I think we could safely say, that probably thought about food a lot because of this inadequate eating situation. And so when it comes to what you are seeing in any type of media, they cast models for health ads, quote unquote, based on how they look, not how healthy they actually are. And I remember doing a runway show for Columbia Sportswear and it was a, a, a three-day job and there were, we were doing a couple different shows and we had a group of models that were just there for the duration of the three days. And I remember there was one model that was so beautiful and she had what you would imagine is this really desirable and beautiful body according to how it's defined for us these days. And she would show up every morning to set completely drunk, and completely dehydrated like and she even said as much like she wasn't trying to hide it she just was like oh my gosh you know I was up drinking all last night I haven't had any water in the last three days and it was so fascinating to me because here we were working for a company that was promoting you know outdoor activities and you know taking care of your body and nature and and health if you will by extension and one of the people representing this company, you know, was showing up this way. Now, nothing against her. I, I Actually, we ended up becoming good friends and we ended up working together a number of times after that. But it was such a stark illustration to me that an appearance isn't what tells you the whole story. And so we can't base what we're trying to look like off of the way someone else looks because it's such a small piece to the puzzle. What really tells the story of health is how you feel and how you're functioning. Now, notice it doesn't say how you look or how tall you are or how much you weigh, even. It's how you feel and how you're functioning. All markers of health are more or less internal and virtually invisible. Now, that's a general statement, but most of the important things, many of the important things, are internal and invisible. How you're feeling, how you're functioning right? Or if you were to do something like blood work or, or tests to be able to see what's going on inside your body, that's going to be a much more accurate gauge of health than simply how a person looks. So that's the first thing that I want to invite you to consider is that just because a body looks a certain way does not mean that they are, it doesn't directly correspond to the quality of their health and how they feel. The next thing that I learned that I talk at length about with clients when this comes up is that genetics play the main role in how a body looks and this kind of ties to number 1 in that a body appearance is not an indication of health and is actually much more a reflection of a person's genetic makeup so women that have vis- visible abs for example you know many models that i worked with that might have like muscular definition in there stomach most didn't work hard or actively pursue those it was just kind of how their body was built and this this model that was drunk every shoot like she had a six-pack she looked totally ripped she looked like she was super strong and she didn't work for those it was just how her body looked there are women that didn't have cellulite there really were models that didn't have cellulite, but it wasn't because of something they were doing. It wasn't because of some certain cream or or some diet or some exercise, because where cellulite is or whether or not you have it is mostly genetic. The size of someone's arms or the shape of someone's glutes, all of these things are almost entirely genetic. Now, you can manipulate muscle mass and you can manipulate muscle shape, but how it actually ends up, and you do this by, by resistance training and by fueling properly and doing uh, proper exercises for those muscle groups and progressive overload and all of those things, but how it ends up actually looking is going to be entirely genetic, right? You can build the muscle, but how it looks isn't something you necessarily can control. And this is where one of those lies was born in the idea of spot reducing fat, that you can say, lose fat around your belly, lose arm fat, lose back fat, lose thigh fat, or or whatever it might be that has been marketed, that you can spot reduce fat. You can pick a spot on your body and decide, I'm going to lose fat in this specific area. So this is entirely a lie that can only be accomplished by manipulating genetic makeup. Spot reducing fat is impossible. What happens is you create overall fat loss in a body by being in a caloric deficit. That's what creates weight loss. And if you're eating the right quality of calories, you can create fat loss, but where it comes off your body is not something you have any control over. It's entirely genetic. So before you aspire to a certain look, recognize that certain features, certain appearances might not be possible for you. Now, when I say that, if that is highly disappointing, if there is a part of you that is really disappointed that you can't achieve a certain look based solely on your genetic makeup, then what I will offer is that there is much more internal work to be done before you try to create any drastic internal change. Like for me, when there were women that I would work with that were, you know, six inches taller than I am or more, or, you know, had much longer legs or much clearer skin or or whatever it was at the time, I recognized that I couldn't be them and they couldn't be me. And that wasn't because there was something wrong with either of us. It was just because we had a unique genetic makeup that made our body what it was. And so for me now, especially when I see beautiful women, I'm not disappointed when I think, oh, I can't look like them. And the reason for that is because I've done so much internal work to recognize that bodies are just made up of parts and whether or not they are good or bad or we think they are beautiful or ugly is simply an idea we've created. It's not because any of those opinions are actually true. It's because we are choosing to think a thought about our body parts. And when you can choose to think deliberate and intentional thoughts about your body parts, then it makes it much easier to accept when you're not going to look a certain way. When you can say, I'm never gonna be six foot two. I'm never going to have longer legs and that's okay because I appreciate my body parts, all of them, and I know that they're working in my favor and I'm grateful to have them and that's it. That's the end. I don't have to be disappointed that my body isn't going to look like someone else's. So if you want to look like someone and I'm telling you that perhaps it's not possible, if that disappoints you, do some internal work, get some coaching, examine what you are believing about your current body parts that maybe you can change, that maybe you can question. The third thing that I learned about health from working in the modeling industry is that sometimes even the most beautiful people were insecure. Now, I say that with a caveat because I worked with so many confident and courageous and beautiful people. And so I don't want to discount that. But wherever you go, You will find people that are confident and people that are insecure, even when they are people that are considered all standards of societal beauty. And models are known for upholding a certain standard of beauty and there aren't going to be cast otherwise. And I worked with some that were, so many I worked with that were just stunning and beautiful inside and out. And some were such a great example to me and others were painfully insecure Even though as a group, we were all there together doing a job representing you know, a look or something of some kind. And what was interesting is I would hear people vocalize some very negative things about themselves, like vocalize these things. And so I can't even imagine what it's actually like on the inside. If they were willing to vocalize some of these things on the outside, man, my heart breaks for what's happening on the inside in terms of how they think about themselves and how they feel about themselves. But this is a really really important lesson how you feel about yourself beautiful or not depends not upon your body but upon your mind your body has nothing to do with how you feel about your body how you feel about your body how you feel about your appearance about your own beauty is entirely dependent upon what choices you make with the sentences running around in your brain Don't aspire so much to change your body. Aspire more to change your mind about your body. Otherwise, it will be a constant chase toward an unattainable ideal. Now, as a nutrition coach, I work to help people change their body. And that's something that I really enjoy doing to create fat loss and do other things that they might aspire to do. And I'm not going to say don't ever do that, but I just say don't aspire so much to change your body and instead work to change your mind about your body because then you give yourself the relief of giving up the chase of something you will never obtain and something that isn't going to make you any more worthy. As you are now, you are worthy. You are lovable and you are desirable. And that is just because you are a human and you didn't make you. But whether or not other people approve of you, is dependent on them. And that was an interesting thing that I had to learn very, very clearly where it was like I could be standing in a row of women and they would go through and comment on our physical features that weren't fit for what they were casting. You had to just learn to recognize it didn't have anything to do with you. It was just what they were looking for. And even if they said explicitly, like, you're not good enough, something's wrong with the way that you look, which I never got that as explicit as I know some have. But there were some hard things to hear and to learn that it had nothing to do with me and my worth as a human helped me be able to be brave and to show up more and put myself up for more opportunities because I recognized that even if they didn't like me, even if they told me that something was wrong with me, that had everything to do with them and not me. That was just their opinion. The fourth and final thing of the many things that I learned about health from working in the modeling industry is final photos are not like the original. This is simple. And I think logically, we know this. We know that photos are retouched. We know that they are edited. But I still included this as a lesson because I think this needs a little extra emphasis to just bring it to the forefront of your awareness that most photos have been retouched and edited to some degree. But also because of social media. Modern media, we are more logically aware of retouching. Oftentimes we can look at a photo and on a magazine, for example, and say, yeah, I know that's edited. I know that's real. I know that's not real. Excuse me. (laughs) And maybe you don't recognize that. And I would encourage you to remind yourself of that, even out loud. That's a retouched photo. But when it comes to social media, I don't feel like we are as quick to jump to that conclusion, Social media has us feeling more connected to people and more inclined to believe that what they're showing you is, is real and unedited. In addition to this, you're only seeing fragments to a much bigger picture. There were shoots that I did that I went on where we would shoot for hours, days even, at a time to get one, maybe two specific images and that image would be taken from hours and hours of effort and work, and it would be retouched, it would be edited. And from point A to point B, meaning like a model is initially cast all the way to you ha- the final photo that you can use for whatever project, a lot happens. And you have to think too, there are a lot of different elements that are influencing how a photo looks even before it's retouched. You have lighting. I mean, that's one thing that I think people don't realize how much a photo is manipulated before it's taken, just based on what's around it and how it's lit and all those things. Now, I am a huge fan of photography and of of modeling. And I love that I was able to have experience and, and still do from time to time. And I can appreciate how how much art and thought goes into this world of creativity but it can lead us to take bodies out of context it can lead us to assume that what we're seeing is casual and the way that a person really looks when it isn't so give pause before you aspire to a photo now you can you can look at people in photos and you can admire them. I I feel like that's the place that I am in because I am also in a place where I can tell the difference between what's probably genetic and what was a lot of work put in, especially when you have like muscles and muscle growth, which again, a lot of people are naturally muscular genetically, but oftentimes you can tell when there's been a lot of work put in. And for me, I don't ever aspire to be them unless it's like to be as strong as whoever it is that I'm admiring. But I don't ever aspire to look like an image. What I aspire to now is usually strength. And women who are strong and who lift heavy things are just my heroes, (laughs) because I think it's so amazing what they're doing with their bodies. But before you aspire to look like a photo, consider really, it is not close to the original. And even with the original, there's so much manipulation that goes on. Don't decide what you want to do with your weight or with your health until you first understand these things, that what we're seeing on social media as well as modern media is not an accurate representation of how normal humans look. And sometimes even the most beautiful, beautiful people are painfully insecure. And that is because how you feel about your body has nothing to do with your body. Remember that genetics play the majority role in how a body looks in where a body naturally has muscle and where a body stores fat. All of that is going to be genetic. And just because a person looks healthy doesn't necessarily mean that they are. What matters for you and your health is how you feel and how you're functioning. Keep these things in mind as you continue moving forward with your health and your weight goals, whatever they might be. That is all I have for you, my friends. Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week. Are you ready to lose weight, but you don't know where to start? I have something for free that can help. Here at Brain Diet, I offer a free set your custom macros call. I'll see you soon.